0: Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from from a a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get Get ready to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner
1: of the political spectrum one of the biggest issues that we have when it comes to immigration is the fact that we have an undocumented population now you can fix that by trying to build a wall or you can fix that by trying to document people and create a path to citizenship yeah. and um will have folks that might say look at these systems, you know that our shelter system has weight and things like that. But one of the reasons that our public systems experience weight is because people don't have a documented and reliable path to work and sustain themselves, just like all of our ancestors did and our our grandparents and great-grandparents. Our polling also shows that three in four Americans
0: see the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border as either a crisis or a very serious situation. That 45% is a notable increase.
1: All right, welcome back on this Tuesday. That was uh, America's favorite dummy, AOC. You can see how out of touch the Democratic Party is with voters. Uh, When you're having the types of numbers that we're having of disapproval for Biden's handling of the southern border, uh, that would show you that there are a lot of people that are on her Side, Maybe. Maybe not the extremists. Uh, but at least moderate Democrats or people that still think they're a Democrat um, that disagree with the way the border is being run and see it as a serious crisis. Which it is, obviously. Mayorkas is going down there to visit um, because he's in threat of being impeached for the job at the southern border cause, or lack thereof. I mean, what, what is the guy really doing? The Biden administration is doing virtually nothing uh, to fix the problem you know, what are they what are they truly doing? Uh, you got Congress putting together a package that isn't going to address the border at all you got the Republicans doing the same thing that they always do. Uh, you got McCarthy out you got Johnson in Johnson is McCarthy 2.0 maybe he's a little more likable maybe he seems like less more than a more of a less of a politician excuse me uh, Whatever the case may be he, you're getting the same results out of these weak spineless Republicans the package deal that they are putting together, uh, for their continued resolution, they're going to spend more money than the Democrats did more money than Nancy Pelosi did. They're not going to address the border at all. It's a disaster, but they're going to try to package it up and sell it real pretty to you, uh, pretty to you because that's what, uh, that's what they do. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't have a plan. Joe Biden's plan breaking from the, uh, insider paper, Joe Biden's big, big plan is, uh, to ask uh, Mexico or the Mexican president to help curb the huge flow of migrants into the U.S. uh, as pretty much Biden is running out of options. Uh, This is NBC Insider Paper reported. It's an NBC article uh, because Biden knows that it's hurting him politically. Uh, He's going to ask the president of Mexico, who I got to be honest, they don't have the money to sustain the amount of people that are coming through. We are struggling to sustain the amount of people that are coming through, so I'm sure Mexico is going to say, yes, yes, sure, we'll help out, and they're going to say, hey, hey, bad people, stop, you guys can't come, you got to wait, and then they're going to say no, and they're going to go, okay, well, the United States is that way. (laughs) I I don't think you're going to get a lot of them there, I'm sorry, I I don't don't see a whole lot of help coming. Uh, Biden is doing all that he can uh, to try to stop this, Uh, that is all that he can without actually addressing the situation. If you truly wanted to stop this, you'd shut the border down. If you truly wanted to stop this, you'd continue to put a wall up. If you truly wanted to do anything about this at all, uh, you, you would put it, declare a state of emergency, lock the border down, nobody in, period, the end, everybody wait until we get a handle on what's here. That, that's how you stop this, that's how you fix this. Uh, And stupid of them not to, because the small percentage of people that they would piss off by doing that, the 10 to 10 to 15% of extremists that would really go crazy for them doing that, they'd probably gain in popularity with the more moderate or the more centered left-leaning people of the world. And it would be a big plus and a big boost for Biden. But whoever's advising him is obviously not going to go down that route because, uh, it's more important for them to just keep the illegal flow coming in and hope that in the future that they will potentially be Democratic voters. I mean, that's, I don't see them doing anything about the border. I mean, it doesn't look good for him in his campaign right now. Uh, Matter of fact, I think there's a lot more concerns surrounding his campaign than a lot of people like to believe. Uh, For example... As President
0: Biden ramps up his general election campaign, there are new warning signs. The Washington Post reporting former President Obama has raised questions about the structure of President Biden's re-election campaign. Two sources confirmed to NBC News that Obama and Biden met over lunch in December and discussed the campaign, with Obama expressing deep concern about Mr. Trump's political strength. Underscoring the urgency, one source telling me this is an all-hands-on-deck moment.
1: I don't know how much Obama's really advising him because I don't know how much he's comprehending and if he could even understand what Obama's trying to tell him. But it just shows you how stressed out the Democratic Party is becoming, knowing how weak Joe Biden is. I mean, the guy's approval ratings are are in the, are, are terrible. Uh, they're not going to get any better moving forward. I don't see. I don't see how they could. Uh, people feel the way that they feel. Uh, you know, people generally the way we are just as human beings, uh, if you're feeling it in your day to day, you know, you're looking for somebody to blame. If you're going to the grocery store, you're getting destroyed. If you're, if you're getting killed on car insurance, you're getting killed on your homeowner's insurance. You're getting killed at the price of houses, price of gas, price of everything. You're feeling everything. You're looking for somebody to blame, you know, and right now the easiest people to blame are always the people up top. So Biden is going to get blamed for a lot of that and the people are feeling that and they know that That's why his approval rating is not doing very well. And it's been consistently in free fall, free fall. It doesn't ever go up. It may tick up a point and then come right back down. But for the most part, it's only ever gone in one direction. He started at one point and it is, he's been in steady decline since then. Um, I don't, I don't think, I think that they believe he's going to have a tough time against Trump. And the reason I say Trump again, I've been very clear about this. Yeah, I, maybe I'm being repeating myself too many times, but um, just the the point difference there. It looks like he's going to be the guy. So um, I think they're going to. They, they think he's going to have a tough time beating Trump. They really do. I, I honestly think it would be uh, a lot tougher for Trump to beat him. You know, Trump's got everything against him. I mean, legal cases. He's got the, He's got the whole left against him. He's got all of corporate, all of media, all, he's got everybody against him. I think it's harder for him uh, to win than a lot of people probably would like to think. I think a lot of people feel like, no, Joe, Trump's going to do real well if he's a guy, man, Yeah, everybody loves Trump. Yeah, that's true. Everybody loves Trump, man. But you're, you're going up against an, an incumbent president. First of all, it's already a tough thing to do is take that, that person down. And then on top of that, uh, the people that voted for you last time, what have you done to sway their votes? Uh, Other than maybe they just won't turn out, which means that's less votes for Biden, but it doesn't mean that you're really gaining uh, votes on Trump's side. Trump's base is as strong as it ever was, Uh, but I I think that he'd have a tough time beating Joe Biden. I think he's going to have a tough time taking him down. I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park. Now, there have been some articles that are coming out, some strategists, uh, you know, and this has been going on for a while now, that are predicting that at some point Biden is going to drop out of the race, you know, citing uh, mental health reasons or just medical reasons in general, uh, that could be true. But then who do you put in his place? You know, I've said it multiple times on this show and I stand by it. I would find it hard for them to put anybody other than Kamala Harris, which they know is a losing ticket. I, I do not do not see in their, the way they view things, I do not see them sidestepping the uh, vice president, black female. I t- There's just no way around that. You cannot on their side, go in there and put somebody in that doesn't fit the description. If they go past, if they jump over her and go to somebody else. God forbid it's a white person. <laughs> God forbid whitey's there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really down the hill. But if you jump over her, it better be another woman of color. The only other woman of color that anybody ever talks about for president is Michelle Obama, except she has shown up to this point pretty much zero interest in becoming president. You know, uh, one thing is I can tell you is it's do you want to be the person in history that's the last face known when the United States crumbles? Uh, you know, I, you don't think that they think of these things. They don't want to be known as that. They want to be looked at as in, in time to come as some type of savior that came in. Uh, you think they want to be the person that's there uh, when the house gets set on fire and burns to the ground? Uh, and not to mention the amount of money that they are making outside of the presidency. They'd have to give all that up. She can't, you can't be making all that money while you're in the White House. I I just don't see her doing it. Uh, She hasn't shown any interest, first of all. I don't see her doing it. She's not out campaigning. She's not doing anything. So Kamala would be your natural choice or your forced choice because of the way that they are. Um, The only other person that's kind of campaigning on the Democratic side, and he's not even a Democrat, he's an independent, uh, is RFK. Besides that, you know, far, far, way down the list there is Gavin Newsom. He's kind of lingering around. You know, he's that rat that's just waiting for food to drop. Um, I mean, I don't, it, certainly you can't jump over Kamala and put Gavin Newsom. You, you can't put the white guy <laughs> that, that ain't going to fly. <laughs> okay. So I don't see that. Uh, so I don't personally think that Biden's going to drop out. I think Biden's going to go all the way to the end, win or lose. Um, and I, again, I think it's going to be tough for Trump. I don't think this is going to be a walk in the park. Trump's got a lot going on besides that. Uh, besides the fact that it ain't going to be a walk in the park for the rematch. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to spin all these different cases as many ways that they, as they have, as they can. I mean, you're hearing them already being called a criminal. And do you want a criminal in the white house? Do you want a, a convicted felon in the white house? And it, I mean, they're going to start spinning this and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. My God, this year is going to be so annoying. <laughs> the more I think about it, it's going to be so annoying to listen to all this crap now, but that's, what's coming. Anyways, I don't see. Them replacing him, his campaign is definitely in trouble, and the Democrats do feel it. The border is a absolute hot-button issue, and they better do something if they hope to achieve anything, because if they don't do something to address the border, best of luck to you, is what I say. <laughs> best of luck. <sighs> something interesting that I read, um, it's an article, uh... The name of the, the, name of the uh, uh, company uh, is Together in Truth uh, Co., now this is British, uh, and it's a the impact of vaccination on uh, morality, uh, 52 and a half British deaths in eight months in 2022. Uh, as the death toll continues to rise uh, here in the United States and abroad, Uh, Britain found itself shrouded in darkness. Official data reveals a staggering number of deaths between April of 2022 and December of 2022 with a significant excess uh, compared to the five-year average from 2015 to 2019. The investigation into this grim reality has led to a shocking revelation, or not so shocking, the COVID-19 vaccines may be the cause of this unprecedented loss of life. Shocker. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. If it's taking these people some time to catch up, or if they, you know, they're they're definitely a different society than we are. You know, the freedom of speech is not so free in other places like it is here in the United States. Uh, over in Britain, you can't criticize and say the things that we can say here. I, I don't think there's any society as free as we are now. With that being said, that if you go through any of the uh, any type of statistics or whatnot. Uh, technically, we are not the freest place in the world anymore. Uh, but living here, seeing the things that we see, other countries know that as far as large countries go, as, as far as large developed superpower, we are the freest one among everybody where we could criticize people openly, or used to be, uh, and not worry about any, uh, any, any uh, repercussions for it. Britain is not that way. Britain, you got to be careful what you say. They'll come get you. Yeah, you can get in trouble for things that you say, which is not a free society in my opinion. Um, but I guess they're just coming to the revelation that the COVID-19 vaccine is having, having some very damaging side effects to a lot of people. You know, Everybody's different. When it comes to vaccines, when it comes to medication, when it comes to everything, you know you listen to the commercials, okay? I could take something and it has zero impact on me. I have no side effects. Whereas you could take the exact same thing and you're having every side effect that that pill or that shot says that it could give you. Okay, I know you've taken your kids to get vaccines and sometimes they get fevers and react nasty to them and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they get it and they're, they're good and like nothing ever happened. You know, we're all different people. Uh, the fact is that you're seeing a lot of these deaths because they force vaccinated pretty much everybody. So not everybody's body is going to handle it the same way, and you're having a lot of people that are having bad reactions to this, and it's really doing some damage to their systems. Here in the United States, our data and will never – I don't think you'll have really – you have short-term data, you have mid-term data, and you're going to have long-term data. I think when we finally get to the long-term data, you know, the death toll is going to, be, going to be staggering. I mean, you're going to talk about people that – you know, developed an issue very quickly and they passed away from it versus people that it took a few years and then they passed away from it versus people that in, it took many years for them to finally uh, succumb to taking that shot. But I think in years to come, in a decade or so to come, you're going to really start to get a, a pretty good idea of how bad a lot of these vaccines were for people and how many people died prematurely because they were forced or coerced into taking these shots, I I truly believe that Britain is finally uh, catching up a little bit. Uh, they have quite a few deaths in a very short period of time. They don't have nowhere near the population that we have here in the United States. We're about five times larger than they are. They have around sixty-seven thousand or sixty-seven million people there. Um, so fifty fifty-five thousand or fifty over fifty thousand people dying. Uh, it's not a massive number, but when it's that many people dying in that short period of time, you're only talking about what, eight months? Uh, that's pretty significant con- considering previous data shows that uh, it would take years to reach that level. Uh, these COVID vaccines have never been good for anybody. Uh, Long term, we're going to figure we're going to finally get to the data that we need to get to. Uh, short term, we're starting to see some of the effects now, and I think a lot of us have talked about that—that that it's going to take some time, and we're going to start seeing the effects that people are having, and it's—it's it's all starting to show itself right now. Um, you notice that they're not saying a whole lot about COVID anymore. I don't know where you live. You know, let let me—at least where I'm at—they don't. COVID almost was like uh, a, a, pass, a, a a passing uh, shooting star in the sky, it passed by, and that time is done now. Uh, I guess depending on where you live, maybe it's more relevant. I did see some news articles that were telling people, get ready, the fear. Oh, the, the largest second wave that we've ever had of COVID is coming. Get ready to mask up again. I, I mean, I saw the article. I don't hear a peep of anything you know, around here. You know I see, a, I see people wearing masks here and there. I don't see that many people in masks. I say out of every hundred people I see down here, you probably have one person to mask. And that's maybe one. So we're, we're at a point where it's kind of back to normal here, other than some of the other issues that COVID brought along with it, like shortages on shelf or the varieties being gone and stuff that where you would normally see in a more socialist, uh, communist style of country. But uh, this data, I mean, it's relevant. England's feeling it. We're getting the data. Uh, I hope you didn't get the shot. If you did get the shot you know, you definitely want to stay, uh, keep up with your doctor and having yourself checked regularly, do your full body checks, uh, making sure that everything looks good, try to live a healthy lifestyle. So that way, if you do have any problems, you combat them and offset them by being healthy, but definitely take care of yourself. Uh, it's unfortunate because I know a lot of people that did get the shot again, were either coerced or forced into it. It was not by choice. Um, so, uh, take care of yourself but as covid as new stuff comes, new information comes out about covid i'll always stay on it because that's something we can never forget you can't allow that to pass by because this is this was the greatest scam pulled on us of all times people people got filthy rich off of all of us suffering and dying okay so we we can't just let it go by all right and uh lastly from Breitbart, Elon Musk alleged drug use becoming a concern for Tesla and SpaceX leadership. Uh, Elon Musk, alleged alleged use of illegal drugs has reportedly become a source of concern for executives and board members at Tesla and space, SpaceX, potentially threatening the stability in the future of these tech giants. The Wall Street Journal uh, let out a report that Elon Musk, the billionaire uh, behind Tesla and SpaceX, is engaging in the use of various illegal drugs, including LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, mushrooms, and ketamine or ketamine. Uh, this information comes from individuals close to Musk and and those who have witnessed this drug use, uh, painting a concerning picture of the billionaire's lifestyle choices. Uh, what I've noticed that they don't say in here is when when did they see him using all of this. Yeah, and was this 20 years ago when he was partying out of college or partying when he first got over here? Was this was this when he was you know, a, a young adult or an adolescent? When was this usage? Because I know that there was a, a deal signed with SpaceX. Uh, they had some, I guess, uh, previous issues with him uh, because he, they knew that he had smoked weed. So uh, he had told them at any time, you can come in and do random drug tests on me. I don't think somebody that would be willing to submit themselves to random drug tests would be out doing cocaine and and all these other various drugs Um, (laughs) knowing you could lose everything. You you come in, you test positive, you're done. I mean, I think the guy's smarter than that. He kind of shows that he's smarter than that. What this truly is, is this is another attack on him. Uh, They don't like that he bought Twitter. They don't like that he allows free speech on there. We're coming up on the election. You're 11 months out from from election day, or a little less. Um, they, we know from the past, love to suppress information. They don't want anything getting out that they don't want getting out. Uh, Twitter or X has become uh, the the public forum where everybody can say whatever they want to say, and then whatever news is circulating can get out through there. Uh, not filtered, not shadow banned, if uh, more comes out about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, uh, anything, Uh, Epstein, you find out 10 more politicians are on the list, hey, it gets out there and people have the opportunity to read it. They don't like that. They're trying to suppress anything that would bring any negative attention to any Democrat in the party. So Elon Musk went out and he bought X and he turned it into this free platform and they're going to try to punish this man for that. You're not allowed to put that stuff out. Everything about Hunter Biden is, is all over X. Anything about, uh, the most recent, um, um, Jesus, I just said his name too. (laughs) <laughs> Just when your mind's moving so fast, Epstein, anything about Epstein, uh, it's all over the internet, anything linking any politician, any political figure, uh, anybody, it's all over there. They don't want that. Why? Because that changes people's minds. That changes people's opinions. You would, you do have some middle of the road people on X. I know you got the extreme on both sides, but you do have some middle of the road people that are on there that if they come upon these articles and they read them and they feel that it's from a trusted source, That could sway their vote because it could change their opinion on what they think of a particular person or a particular party. So they're going to attack this man. That's that is a guarantee, and I'm sure it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. He has uh, it's steadily. They've been steadily coming after him ever since he bucked the system during COVID. And then he decided to take a more neutral stance on everything because this ain't no this guy's no conservative. This this is this isn't uh, the most conservative being on the planet. He's not Elon Musk. On all accounts, was probably a centered leftist or just somebody in the center that would, depending on the side. But he leaned left more than anything. It looks like he's more closer to center now, and he doesn't. His opinion, you know, on some things is to the right, and on some things is to the left still. But this is punishment for stepping out of line. This is punishment for how dare you go against the establishment. That's why they're punishing this man. And they're going to continue to punish him until they either break him or he breaks them. Now, being who he is and the amount of money that he has, my money is on him. I think he could break them before uh, they break him because he would have the support of, uh, you know, 100 million people here in the United States, uh, let alone worldwide, you know, that, that love the freedom of speech and the freedom of information. So, I don't think that they take him down, but there's certainly, you know, they always say that the old saying that uh, the punishment is in the process. Well, he's going to get a lot of punishment in the process. Uh, he has up to this point looked like he's built a little different than some people and he could take the pummeling uh, and he just stands there and punches back. So, if that's the case, then he should be okay. But they are certainly going to keep coming after him because they want to silence all of us. And the only way they're going to manage to silence us now is they have to silence him and and stop him first. So we we got to watch that and see how that how everything plays out with him because I'm sure more attacks are coming. Lastly, I'd like to make uh, an update or a correction on something here. Um, yesterday, you listened and uh, there was some talk from, the I think it was the Hill, the Hill reported uh, possibly DeSantis was going to drop out of the race. You know, it it was hearsay at the time. Uh, DeSantis has come out uh, and uh, said that is a false statement. He has no plans at all after Iowa of leaving the race. So I wanted to correct that and update you just in case you didn't hear that, but uh, apparently that story is not as true as some people may like us to believe. Uh, I was reporting it as what it was from the hill and uh he's going to stay in the race. Uh I still stand by my uh, second place uh is still first loser and uh, I don't see him or Haley uh staying in it uh, to to uh BVP. And I don't I don't think that that's the uh, route they're going. So uh let's see what happens in Iowa. You know, peace a lot of times politicians say one thing I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that, and then right away they do it. So we got to wait and see what happens, uh, and see how how Iowa pans out. We don't know yet, but we will know next week. <laughs> you don't know yet, but we're going to know soon. And I think we're going to get a really pretty good idea uh, who the guy or gal is going to be uh, that's going to make it to the finish line. So we'll see. That does it for me. Uh, we will do it again tomorrow.
0: And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then, stay informed and stay engaged.